Welcome to the Digestible Dynamics Podcast, a podcast for the innovators from the experts. We know that you're busier than ever, and the last thing you need as a business applications innovator is a lengthy, drawn-out podcast where you walk away with the possibility of learning something new. Well, that's how the Digestible Dynamics Podcast is different. Each episode will contain one digestible tidbit about Dynamics 365 that you can immediately apply to your business. With the combined experience of three decades in the business application space, Dr. KJ and I understand that the power of technology is not about the features and functions, but rather the value it can bring to your business to help you transform and drive growth. That's why we'll focus on the most useful things that you need to know about the Dynamics 365 platform. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of Digestible Dynamics Podcast, a podcast for the innovators from the experts. Kevin, I don't know about you, but one of my biggest pet peeves is repeating myself when I'm conversing with someone. For whatever reason, it really bothers me, and I have to repeat myself multiple times. (laughs) Repeating myself once is not too terrible, but my patience is really diminished with each time I have to repeat myself. KJ, that's a completely reasonable pet peeve, and I feel the same way. It also aligns with my pet peeve of inefficiency, having to repeat tasks, entering the same information, saying the same thing to a customer service agent that I said to the somebody previously that I was on the phone with really, really grinds my gears. As I'm frustratingly inputting the same information into a web form or a software multiple times, I will complain that this can be better. And people who know me know that I rarely complain, unless... I'm playing video games, or I'm dealing with an inefficient process. And I know that many companies today are dealing with things like this. They're entering data multiple times because they have multiple solutions that solve niche problems. And they aren't integrated fully together, and that is problematic not only for the end users, but for the customer experience. And luckily, there is a better way, right? Yeah, 100%. Really, in fact, what we're talking about today You, me, and our guest, Bill Whalen, are going to dive into the Dataverse to understand what it is, how it ties into Dynamics 365 platform, and how it can make a difference for all organizations. As someone who detests inefficiencies, Kevin, you'll love the fact that a record in Dataverse is the same record across all of the Dynamics 365 solutions. So let me get this straight. A Dr. KJ in Dynamics 365 sales is the same Dr. KJ in Dynamics 365 field service or marketing? It's one single Dr. KJ? That is very correct. Well, that alleviates both of our pet thieves when you think about it. An end user can be more efficient because they don't have to repeat themselves. They're only entering the data once. The customer's info gets entered at whatever point in the customer experience journey, and it's available for everyone to see and leverage. Man, that's fantastic. But you know what, KJ, I don't want to steal Bill's thunder. So why don't you go ahead and introduce Bill so he can be the expert into Dataverse? Well, thanks, Kevin. I appreciate it. Digestible Dynamics listeners, Bill Whalen, he spent over 20 years enabling organizations to better serve their customers and employees. He finds immense ROI and automates processes with software and technology. But outside of tech, Bill has a wonderful wife with four kids and a bunch of pets and enjoys playing Xbox and guitar. Digestible Dynamics, welcome Bill Whalen. Bill, thank you so much for being a guest on the Digestible Dynamics podcast. We're going to dive right in here and we want to ask you, what is Dataverse? Thanks, Kevin and KJ. 
Uh, that's a wonderful question and something that customers ask all the time. So Dataverse to different people might have different meetings, but here at Microsoft and across how people are using it, it's a central location to store your data for your applications. One of the most common challenges that I tend to see in the IT and application development space is where do we put our data in a central place where it can be used and leveraged effectively. Um, a lot of times we encounter discussions of chicken and egg. It's like, do we consolidate our data first or do we build this application that's gonna improve user experience? Many times the data does come first because you're building that functionality around the data and where it lives. Uh, many organizations right now are figuring out how do we facilitate things like customer 360, but our data sources are in many, many different silos and pillars. So Dataverse is a really elegant way in the cloud to bring that all together, to provide a lot of capabilities right out of the box that typically would have to be developed and coded from scratch. And then you can spend a lot more of your time focusing on value added functionality for end users, whether it's reporting driven, process automation or beyond. No, that's a great, great uh, definition there, Bill. I really appreciate that. And it, I mean, if we really look at this, how can the Dataverse really, you know, make an impact in bringing that data, those data sets together? Yeah, so if you look at how data and system administration had been done historically, you know, it was lots of servers, many database endpoints that were usually local sources. And with the advent and adoption of cloud technologies, people are expecting things to be a lot different. They expect instant access to things, instant uh, activation of functionality and applications. So that's a really challenging thing to pull off when all your data sources live locally inside of networks that are you know, cut off from those types of services. So you need to figure out how do we develop that pipeline? And then how do we ingest the sources that historically were not as friendly with uh, certain types of applications. So people have tons of like access databases floating around, SQL Server databases and other you know non-Microsoft data sources as well. So Dataverse not just gives you the facility to centrally manage it, but also the ability to bring it in, secure it, make it accessible by various things like Dynamics, like Power Platform, so that then it becomes more easily scalable and extendable. And because it's running on Azure, you get to take advantage of all the compliance and governance benefits, as well as adding your own uh, behavioral rules and compliances on top. Wow, so you say extendable, and what I'm about to ask here is maybe a little bit more in depth, but bringing those, let's say, those databases from on-prem into the Dataverse, can that happen without actually physically moving the database? So obviously there's various ways to import data into Dataverse. One of those is using virtual entities, which are the ability to enable integration of data residing in external systems seamlessly. Um, those can be done through local gateways and other methods, uh, but it basically means you don't have to wholesale migrate uh, all at once, which tends to be uh, seen as a higher risk. And it's the ability to do this without having to do costly replication of data or having to do a bunch of custom coding to pull it off. There are other methods as well uh, to take advantage of in-place data uh, with Dataverse. So you can take advantage of the scalability and extensibility without having to cause a lot of disruption to your internal uh, systems and applications you've built. Okay, so that sounds fantastic. If I understand it, 
what you're saying about the dataverse, as long as the data gets in, it can then be utilized across all the different solutions within the Dynamics 365 platform. So sales, field service, finance and operations. Am I understanding that correctly, Bill? Yes, definitely. Obviously, each solution is going to have its own use and use cases that are best fit. And, uh, you know, some of the things that I wanted to do initially working with the, this platform is extending Dynamics customer service in new ways. So, for instance, you know, I'm a knowledge article creator or administrator of a knowledge system. I create an article for my company in English, but I know I have a large population of users in Germany or Spain, and I need to create that content in their native language. Well, Power Automate has a translation service that I can leverage. And since that data is already in the Dataverse, I then just create the, the flow to convert it on the fly. And that's really what we're talking about with extensibility. It's having right at your fingertips all of this low-code business process automation tech that you almost can literally do anything. And the beautiful part of it is, is the data is all centralized already. So if you're using, say, dynamic sales or you built a Canvas app on Power, and now you want to take advantage of another piece or expand to a new piece of functionality that you create, now that that awareness of the data is already there. So take Customer 360, for instance, an initiative many of our customers are talking about. If you're already using this technique, using Dataverse with Dynamics, and you add customer service, now you just gained a whole nother set of valuable data points that you can drive your sales and customer service interactions around. Because not only do you have the sales data, but you also have the same customer. And we're not creating a whole new set of data around the customer service deployment, but rather leveraging what's already there and making it even more valuable. That's really the magic of, of all this is the ability to capitalize on what's there. In a sense, it's indirect collaboration where if I'm a salesperson and Bill, you're, let's say you're a customer service agent, I'm seeing the same customer and let's say Dr. KJ is the customer. I see information about his latest service case. I see information about what he liked or disliked. And I, as a, a salesperson, can follow up with that to continue to improve that customer experience. So we're really, in a way, collaborating across different industries, removing that silo thanks to the Dataverse. Is that right? Exactly. And it's not just internal to Microsoft Tech or Dynamics or Power Platform itself. There are, uh, as we've talked about so far, ways to extend into other systems. So there's ways to transform and import data. There's ways to schedule integrations with other systems that might be seen as legacy, but you can take advantage of the, the mechanisms there to interact with the tables, to drive logic and validation, security, and even allow your developers to expand their, their use of tech and things like the cloud to uh, you know, make their applications even more functional. So when we think of, of use cases, you've mentioned a couple. What are some of uh, additional favorite use cases that you've seen working with customers? I know you talked about the service piece uh, there, so we wanted to ask if you had any more in mind. Yeah, I think you know, folks are really looking at how do I gain intelligence and more capabilities that serve my customer best. And, and my customer could be an internal users if I'm an IT professional. It could mean an end customer or a distributor if I'm a manufacturer or something along those lines. So it's things like how do I now deflect inbound calls that we don't really need to take? You know, uh, an interaction comes in, like Dr. KJ calls in and says, hey, I don't know how to turn the power on on my laptop. 
you know, we can not just interact with him to solve his problem quickly, but we can do it with a chatbot. And because we have his data, the chatbot is more informed. It can increase call deflection and his satisfaction with how we're providing the answer. So that's a really fun use case because it reduces the amount of burden on the customer service department, especially in times like when COVID hit, when call volumes went up by 10x. Other examples are use of outside the box approaches like AI. You know, a power platform has an AI builder where you can build and take advantage of models. You don't have to be a Python or R programmer to know how to use them. And because the data is all in Dataverse, you build those models right on top of what's already there. So if I say I'm taking in emails and those are getting, you know, shoved into dynamics as a case or an interaction that needs assistance, you know, maybe it's like an order status or a cancellation on an order or something. I can use that AI model to inform the system ahead of time what is the intent for this thing and who needs to address it. And then when the routing kicks in, it knows how to get it to the right person faster so that somebody in accounting isn't dealing with a shipping status request that's really something that a customer service rep or even a bot could handle automatically. So you're telling me that basically this single source of data and information can be updated and used in different areas of the Microsoft platform? Microsoft platform and beyond. Um, and that's the beauty of it is using techniques that have been around for a long time, but now because of Dataverse, we can use them in new ways. Things like RPA, uh, robotic desktop automation and beyond. We can now even modernize legacy systems that aren't on the cloud, that might only be available internal to the company that you know, for most users were seen, was seen as maybe a burden, but now because of this technology, it becomes activated and the value of it drives up. So we see Dataverse as a critical piece to our customer success because it's really giving them the opportunity to not just focus on the data and where it lives, but also how are we activating on it? How are we serving our customer internally and externally just that much more effective? Well, that's that's awesome, Bill. No, appreciate those explanations there. Um, so let's let's jump into the last question here. You know, we've definitely heard about the Dataverse from from you, but we've also heard about uh, the Dataverse for Teams. Um, and so, can you really kind of explain the difference between using traditional Dataverse for Teams versus Dynamics three sixty five? Yeah, so applications within a Teams environment do have access to what they call database, Dataverse for Teams, excuse me. So that's it's a common data platform specifically for the Teams environment. Now, you can also build an application in the regular Dataverse environment for Power Platform with a Canvas app or whatever and also surface that through Teams. So don't obviously want to confuse people with that. It is a little bit nuanced and gets into some technical details. So what I would suggest is that we provide a, a link for folks that are interested in that topic to dig into what the differences are, because there's some very specific technical differences um, you know, of what you do or don't get uh, available on the database for Teams environment versus straight up Dataverse. Love it. So effectively, the whole Dataverse thing, if I, I think about an analogy, it's one record to rule them all, so, you know, similar to, to um, Lord of the Rings, that's the way I see it, is <laughs> Dr. KJ is Dr. KJ across the entire technology ecosystem. And that's advantageous from a customer experience perspective because now I, as a salesperson, don't have to bug you, Bill, to understand who KJ is. It's all right there. I know how frustrating it is to say, okay, you just spoke to one of your peers. 
why are you asking me the same information I just said to your your colleague? So that is awesome. It, that's in my I'm understanding that correctly, right? Yeah, I mean, we've all called our bank and we provide our phone number or account number. And then the first question that the customer service rep asks us is, what's your account number? <laughs> it's like, why did I just provide that information to your system if, if you aren't going to use it? So, you know, we've all done that and ask ourselves the question of why. I think what really is critical is if you compare this to some of the competition or our bigger co competitors in the market, they themselves are setting up some of their systems in silos and even different clouds. Like some of the bigger ones have one module running in Azure and another running running in AWS. And yeah, they're integrated, but they're not on the same platform. They're not able to talk to each other at this level. So I think when someone calls in or engages the company, it's not just what did you recently talk to us about, but should you be talking to me about this at all? Should we be selling to them right now or should we be servicing them? If they had a recent survey where they were really ticked off, we probably shouldn't be trying to upsell them at that moment. So having that ability to even have that awareness is really where it starts. And if if you use something like Dataverse, you're already starting way in front of where your closest competitor is. They're struggling with that data being in such a buried silo that it can't be used in this way. So this just gives you that that edge and that competitive advantage over everyone else around you. Bill. Thank you for coming on the Digestible Dynamics podcast and dropping your knowledge for the innovators. You are an expert and a friend of the show. We look forward to having you on a future episode. All right, now, Digestible Dynamics team, we look to build upon Build's knowledge in our next episode, Power Platform. If you're looking to understand how the Power Platform can make your life easier, tune in next Monday as we bring another expert, Brian Schaefer, to drop his Digestible Dynamics nuggets. Thank you for tuning in to Digestible Dynamics Podcast, a show for you, the innovators, with content directly from the experts. While we only cover one tidbit of Dynamics 365 per episode, if you want to learn more, head over to our LinkedIn page by searching for Digestible Dynamics on LinkedIn so that we can guide you to the right resource to help you maximize your Dynamics 365 experience. If you have any other questions, email your host, KJ and KG at digestibledynamics at microsoft.com. Until next time, folks.